Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, Episode 63. Hi, I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, branded communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential. Today's guest has a very inspiring story. She's a mum of three young daughters, she lives in beautiful Tasmania, and she's also a postgraduate student at UTAS studying Antarctic science. She also runs a very small business doing science incursions at preschools. However, her most exciting adventure at the moment is being a participant on the Homeward Bound journey. Homeward Bound is a leadership program for women with a background in science. It's roughly a 12-month program which culminates in an exciting three-week trip to Antarctica next February. So joining me on today's show is Justine Barrett. And today, Justine is going to share important things to consider when you've still got your leadership leadership plates on. Resilience is a lesson we should all learn and why it's important to just be yourself. Now onto the show. Welcome, Justine. Hello. Thanks for having me, Emery. Oh, look, my pleasure. Just reading um, a bit about you and the program that you're involved in, what's coming up for you is just so exciting. And before we pressed record today, we were talking about how many women don't really see themselves as a leader, yet leadership is all about influencing. And I think you're one of the most influential women, um, particularly being in a uh, male-dominated industry. You've gone out you've you know worked really hard obviously now got this wonderful opportunity in the homeward bound leadership program for women thank you i i still don't actually see myself as a leader so it's interesting to hear you say that about me thank you it's very kind oh no (laughs) no i feel like i've got my l plates on yeah absolutely and i think look all of us can always learn and and develop when it comes to, to leadership and when we see it, when we reframe it to think, you know what, how I am or who I am, how I show up, my attitude has the potential to influence someone and, and lead someone to believe, to even think differently, to maybe even question, you know what, do I really have to accept what's going on for me? Or can I take the bull by both horns, so to speak, and follow my dreams and, and live, you know, what, what I'm passionate about? I think that's so exciting. Tell us a little bit about the Homeward Bound program. It sounds very exciting. Yeah, it is so exciting. Uh, it's so it's it's women from around the world with a background in STEM, so science, technology, engineering, maths, or medicine. Yes. And there are eighty of us on this this journey. So over twelve months, we've been. So we started in March, mm-hmm. and the culminating in the trip to Antarctica in February next year. But we've already started 
with Skype calls uh, and started the, the journey before we go. Um, at the moment we've done, we're learning about reflection upon ourselves and learning about the importance of making networks. Um, but this whole, this whole program, Homeward Bound, is about getting women in science and STEM into the, raising that issue into the spotlight that there's only 20% of leaders in that, that those fields that yeah. are women and there needs to be more and, you know, women need to, women bring a different perspective to the table in terms of big decisions for the sustainability of our planet. So yes. um, it's all about raising that awareness and bringing us all together and ultimately we'll have 1,000 women over 10 years. There'll be 1,000 women that have been through this program and Fantastic. will be networked um, to you know, hopefully influence policy, make changes, develop programs. Um, it is so exciting to be a part of. I'm, oh, isn't I still it? pinch myself that I'm a part of it. I know. So the initiative of the Homeward Bound, was that culminated through various organisations across different countries or is there one organisation? How is it made up? So it's... it's um... Homeward Bound has come from um, the, it's a brainchild of Fabian Datner, who's in Melbourne. She mm -hmm. runs a, lead, a women leadership course in Melbourne. Um, and Jessica Melbourne-Thomas, who is a scientist here in Tasmania. And although it's, um, it branches from Australia, there's women all over the world that yes. have been, that are part of the program. Yeah, from all different organisations, all different backgrounds, mm -hmm. all different walks of life, really. Oh, amazing. There's, there's many, many incredible, exciting things that come from Australia. Uh, and this this time, I was just saying to my husband yesterday with things that are going on, this is such an exciting time to be alive. You know, there are things yes. happening in different industries and I'm just so um, feel blessed to, to be living in this uh, generation. The things that we'll see coming in the future are just really exciting. And Absolutely. I, We're really mm. on a, um, a, a tipping point of um, some big changes. Big changes have to be made. So it's really exciting to be on the positive side of that. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that you said in um, the, the profile was, I'm not sure that I'm a leader yet. I'm on my outplates, but I will keep pushing until I get there. You've mentioned already some of the things that you have already started studying uh, within the Homeward Bound Leadership Program. When you think about the possibly the process that you went through, uh, an application maybe, there may have been some different steps to, to go through to get into the Homeward Bound uh, Leadership Program. Looking back, were there there's some things that you did consistently throughout obviously your studies and and how you approached your work and your passion for what you do what were some things that you think and it may have been attitude or something like that that you think was really positive and and supported you in getting uh, a, a yes we'd love you to join this program what were some of those things do you think yeah that's a good question I think um initially I didn't want to apply because I didn't think that I was good enough I didn't have mm. those leadership qualities um, and I think for many of us we consider leadership as being you know someone that runs a company or um, you know right up there in the community really influential and I, so that's I sort of had to try to remind myself that actually no like you say being a leader is is more than that there's so many more qualities and being influential um, so yeah it's uh, mm. Far as my background goes and what I've what I've um, gained from it along the way, I, I mean, attitude obviously comes into it a lot. But I also feel like um, I, I've got a really good work ethic. I work and work and work. Yes. So I'm not one of those people that are super academic. Things come easy to. I know mm. I have to work really hard to get where I'm going. Um, but I also I don't settle. Um, you know, I don't just become comfortable and that's it. I always keep looking for 
how I can do things better or, um, you know, if there's other opportunities, you have to put your hat in the ring to, to you know, just to have a go. Mm. Um, I feel like there's that kind of um, adventurous spark in me that, that pushes me to go further. Yes. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's probably what's got me to this point. Yeah. Just, yeah, really good work ethic and that sort of adventurous um, you know, what else is out there? What's, what yeah. else can I do sort of um, yeah. part of me? And I think in the industry that you're in and science, and one of the things you said in your profile was it's really a, a curious, isn't it, curiosity. There may be uh, a, a particular way or there may be something that you're looking a, a problem to solve, a, a challenge, and it's all about being curious but looking at different ways. Can we do this better? Is there something else that we can do? Is there something that we may not have thought about? And so I think what I really love, and this really brings us to the next point about resilience, which we'll talk about in a, in a moment, it's kind of challenging the status quo. Like who says it has to be that way why can't we do it this way and then obviously yeah, take that, the steps to me, kind of see it, it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. me all over <laughs> so who yeah. says that you know yeah. oh, let's do it a different way I love just that because he said that doesn't make it true yeah just because yeah. we've always done it this way there must be a better way we can do this <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know what I, I think um, it was brilliant that you shared about how initially you weren't going to put your hand up or even apply for yeah. the leadership program how many women uh, I would imagine have are sitting there today thinking about a particular, I don't know, it might be a leadership application or a job promotion or even expanding their business or starting their business, yet their internal voice is saying to them, who do you think you are? Oh, there's no opportunity, there's no possibility, there's so many other people, yada, 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 and on it goes. But really for you, you just silenced that voice and said, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go and see what happens. Is that kind yeah, of what, what you found? Absolutely. And I think because I have three daughters now, I, I put myself, I sort of reverse the situation as if it was one of them thinking mm. what I'm thinking. And it makes me go, well, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, if it was one of them saying, I don't think I'm good enough, I'd be in their corner saying, no, you're good enough. You don't tell yourself that, um, yes. you know, there's amazing things out there that you can achieve. And if you don't back yourself, who will? So I think, um, yeah, that has certainly changed my my attitude towards myself. And obviously, I still have those days where that, that little voice in your head gets the better of us. But mm. um, yeah, since becoming a parent, it's it's made me realise that the potential that's in me, um, because I see it in my daughters, uh, yeah, and made me made me push that bit harder and back myself a little bit more. Mm, yeah, great. And and what an incredible role model you are now for your three beautiful uh, daughters. So wonderful. Let's talk yeah, a bit thanks. about resilience because I think particularly in the industry that you're in, I mean, so many people have come on the show, Justine, and talked about, you know, they launched a new program or they set something up in their business and it failed. And sometimes any form of failure just has us take a step back and sometimes Sometimes not even get back into the ring but in science it's all about well that didn't work and that way didn't work and just keep on going and keep trying and trying and trying what does resilience mean to you yeah you're right in that in science yes <laughs> <laughs> things often don't work it is so frustrating but it becomes part of the training that mm. you, you do um, become resilient I think um, it, I think having resilience means that when you get knocked down it doesn't floor you mm. you get knocked down you um you know you sulk for a little while and then you just get back on your feet and um, a favorite saying of mine is dory's just keep swimming and that's that's mm. really what i live by i live by the, the words of a disney character 
<laughs> but I think that's where that resilience comes into it. You just have to keep going because you will be rewarded eventually. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you think about the industry that you're working in and many women and, and even have come on the show and have found that if they're sitting around a boardroom, they are one of just a small handful, if not the only female voice around the, the table. So what kind of, and, and sometimes it's a matter of stepping back and going, okay, so what am I thinking? For, for, for you, it's probably quite natural. But for someone who is at the coalface of having to take that first step forward because she is in, in that situation, what do you tell yourself? Uh, is there something like you obviously shared this wonderful thing that keeps you going, Doris keeps swimming. Are there <laughs> other things that you say to yourself or that you do that have enabled you to just keep pushing forward? Yeah, that's a difficult one because um, it doesn't come naturally to me. You know, if mm. I'm surrounded by a whole lot of um, men, it, it is really intimidating. It's much I find that much more intimidating than sitting around with women because, yes. you know, women I feel like I can relate to a lot more, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think, though, you, I think you just have to remember that, um, you know, if there is an element of, of that sort of, uh, male-dominated conversation. It's it's not a conscious thing, you know. It's it's mm. sort of it's, we have this unconscious bias ingrained in our society, not just men and women too. So, yeah, in that situation, oh, look, I, I that's something that I need to work on as well because I don't feel particularly comfortable in those situations. But I have found that if you just push through and you know try try and swallow down your nerves and um and fake it till you make it, basically, that yeah. most people are open to. Yeah, to conversations and, and, and your opinion and, and value what you have to say. And, mm. You know, if you're in a particular room with a whole lot of men, you're obviously in there for a reason. Um, so so your your voice is, is valued. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it was interesting because there were, and I can't recall who I heard this from or where I read it, but there were certain industries that have been implementing or innovating new products, new services, yet they didn't have a female voice around the table as it was being invented, as it was being put together and, you know, then marketed. And then when they it did go to market, they realised because it wasn't as successful as they had predicted it to be. And then they realised on in hindsight that because there was no female voice, no female perspective, there was a huge piece of the discussion uh, that was missing because there's so many with you know women were able to give a female voice why would we want I can't remember what it was like maybe seat belts or something like that you know that when a female voice came to the table and shared openly and honestly what she thought it then allowed further discussion further debate further uh, pulling apart if you want of that idea so that when it was brought to market it had a, um, a whole discussion I mean not just half have you found that in when you're discussing things that when you just say whatever you need to say without any prejudgment because this is something that we need to talk about, whether or not the decision is made to go ahead with it or not, but just to share something that it empowers you, but it also allows for a deeper conversation. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there that, um, yeah, women women bring a different perspective to conversation and that's really part of what Homeward Bound is about. It's mm. not, not having women take over the world and say that women are better than men. It's more just having that balance um, and... Yeah, I think in some cases women don't 
they don't reserve as much, you know, they're, they're much more honest. And I'm certainly, that's certainly one of my philosophies in life is to try and be myself. And I had that advice from my dad when I was quite young. Just, yeah. um, I was going into a very intimidating situation for a scholarship in a cancer research area in Melbourne. And, um, you know, I was a country girl going on the train for the first time by myself. I was 16, mm, you know, I was wow. terrified. I oh, know not 16, that was after uni. So I was 21, yeah. Um, and he said, just be yourself. You know, if, if, that, if what you have to say is not what they want to hear, then it's not the situation for you. Yes. And, yeah, I, I do think that um, uh, that, that so, in some cases women are a bit more uh, open and will just sort of say it the way it is without feeling, without feeling like, you know, think, what am I trying to say? It's, it's important to get across what you need to say without um overthinking it and wondering mm. you know trying to keep hold up your image and that sort of stuff I think sometimes women are, are just a bit more flexible and bendy in conversations and like you say can lead to a deeper conversation and a bit more meaningful yeah that's right and I think sometimes because we tie uh, our personal and not everyone I mean I, I know I'm generalizing but I know that if I'm sharing something particularly if it's got something to do with my business and my craft if you will because my craft is who I am you know it's what I'm passionate yes. about so when you get some form of feedback and that could be seen as criticism we can sometimes take it personally and I think that's where as women and, and men too but I think women we we really own this space when we take things personally <laughs> because someone has said you know what thanks for sharing that or sometimes they don't say that at all now nah, that's just not going to work even if you have discussed it we can kind of then have that shut us down to not want to contribute anything else because we take it personally but it's not personal at all it's an idea it's a thought and that can be discussed it can be built upon it can be you know go off in another direction and I think when we're confident enough to contribute to the conversation and not take the out the outcome personally that's when everybody wins around that table do you think yeah that's right and I think that comes back to that resilience as well and mm. like you say if, if an idea gets knocked back um, for me I just put it in the bank and I think no that's a good idea I still believe in that that'll come out somewhere down the track yes yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned already about an example where your dad said, just be yourself. If yeah. you think back to some of the situations where you've really allowed yourself to step forward and your voice and your sharing and just how you show up and in your attitude, what have been some things that have come out of that? Obviously, being invited to step into this leadership program, but have there been other pivotal things in your career or even through your studies that you have really given yourself permission to just be yourself has really um, been a, a, a real solid foundation for you? Yeah, yeah. The, the one that I can think of that comes to mind is uh, I was working at a university up until I started my Antarctic studies where I was a, a lab teacher for first year science students and we developed, uh, myself and a videographer, we developed uh, videos for students to watch before they come into the lab mm -hmm. and I initially I started trying to act all academic like a professional <laughs> and in the end I just thought oh, no, I'm just going to be myself because that's who the students know mm -hmm. and that's what they need to see they need to see that that familiarity that they see in the in the lab in the classroom yes and the feedback that I got was was brilliant um, and you know there were some times where I actually you know, I sang a song or I was just really silly and mm. um, in explaining things and because uh, sometimes lab classes can be really intimidating. So in some cases, you know, that if I'm a little less serious in explaining some things, it's just a little easier for the students to swallow. And, yeah. and the outcome of that was that I was invited to speak at a, a university seminar on 
on ways to connect with students. Um, and and as a at the staff member, the level that I was at, it was really unusual for someone of my level to be invited to speak at this conference. Mm -hmm. So, and I got you know brilliant feedback. And even at the conference, I wore a purple sequin jacket which is, that, that was my quiz master jacket I used to wear in front of the students when I did a pop quiz. <laughs> yes. Um, because I thought, I just thought, no, I'm just going to be, there, there mm. is just so much, we, we all just fall into line. Yes. Uh, and try and do what everyone else expects us to do. And I, I think, yeah, sometimes if you sort of stretch out of that and just try and be a bit more creative and show a bit more of your personality, it, it just, I don't know, that, I guess the idea is flowing and the creativity um, mm. and, yeah, I've really found that that's been so beneficial for me. And it, at the end of the day, it's good for my soul to just be myself. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many golden nuggets in what you've just shared, and you might not even realise uh, it. But one of the things that I say to everybody is you really do need to give yourself permission to show up as you, because that is who you are. That is your personal brand. And when you do that with intention, you really start to attract the type of people who want to listen to you and be inspired by you because you're giving that a voice, but a unique voice voice and that unique voice is you coming through. How many times do you have students sat in classes and been so bored because the way in which it was presented was very dull and boring and not putting anyone else down, of course, but yeah. because you're bringing a breath, of fresh, a breath of fresh air into how you're presenting, you're communicating well, you're influencing these young students to think, gosh, you know, science and some of the STEM subjects, it can be really exciting because I'm sure that there are um, things that you've shared about how it can be applied practically, you know, so it, yeah, in the absolutely. world and the that's, impact that's it That's always my, my attitude oh, towards it. Yeah. 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 I think particularly I was teaching first year students and I think for a lot of those first year students, they've got into a science subject and they're, or a science course and it's intimidating and they don't know what to do with it. They don't know if they're in the right area or, yeah. So mm. part of my role was to try and get them a bit more comfortable. And I just wouldn't have been able to do that if I had have gone down that, um, I can't think of the terminology where you're just trying to fit the mould basically. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you, this might be a huge question. So, you know, it just whatever kind of comes up for you, there's no right or wrong answers in, in, in this show. It's all about yeah. conversation and someone else can pick up from that and then take it to the next level. That That's what it's all about. But if you think to the, the typical science or the STEM subjects, what have they have been in the past? Because we're talking about disruption across a lot of different industries and science, I'm sure, is one that is, um, is kind of being disrupted too. What would you like to see in the future? Are there things that they can implement, are there things that they can bring to the table that will um, kind of excite these youngsters who have got a passion but may not even realise it yet for these subjects to to enable them to engage more with science? Are there things that can be done, do you think? Uh, absolutely. I could talk to you for, for hours about this, Anne-Marie. <laughs> <laughs> um, my major master's project, which I will start next year, is about trying to get Antarctica marine sciences into into schools. Yes. Um, there is so much we can do. A lot of, a lot of the way science is being taught previously, it's, it's been the same for the last 100 years. Mm. Um, and there's a very, very gradual change happening. But I think, yeah, what the what the focus needs to be on is just enhancing that curiosity, especially from a young age, just mm. getting, getting kids to ask questions and then go out to find the answer, not telling them which questions to ask, actually getting them to be curious yes. in themselves. And I think the other thing as you get up in the levels, I think um, having more applied 
um, science or STEM situations in the classroom is really important. So part of my project will be to get research scientists on board, sharing their information and their stories and, and even having some real-time data online for students to access so they can really be a part of something that's mm. current and relevant. Yes. Not, not, be t not being taught that same Einstein physics sort of thing that's just been going around and around for years. And obviously that's important, but, but from a broader perspective of trying to get people excited about science and STEM subjects, I think that needs to be put aside and just mm. really try and get their, their curiosity um, discussions happening. I yeah. think there's so much in that that we're missing. Yeah, you know, I went to um, to a, a presentation uh, up in Sydney, and this was last year, and it was part of the Rare Birds experience. And there were people there from scientific, scientific background, but what they were trying to do was do like computer encoding within different industries. And there was one young fashion designer who was trying to integrate various chips, various technologies within her clothes that could monitor someone's health, which meant that if something w was going wrong that needed to be monitored, a little alarm would go back to the computer system or wow. what was tracking to say, hey, your blood pressure is high or something like that. Now that's just one application, but I think when kids, I remember at school when I was doing maths, why are we doing this? Because it's in the curriculum. Had yes. we been taught, because if you learn this, you can apply it to this and this and this is, then it was like, wow, I never, you know, there's a reason, there's a why. It's relevant. It's relevant. And suddenly it opens up this whole new world of possibility where kids are wanting to learn something because of the prospect, you know, because of what it can allow them to achieve. So it sounds That's like like those kind of stories, people who are in the field, what they're doing, what they're learning um, and how they're impacting, you know, um, whatever industry that they're in, that, that story continue, that needs to be continued to be shared, yes, by the sounds Absolutely, of it. Absolutely, yeah, and, and teachers, um, you know, they're, they're trying to, to get all this implemented, that they want that sort of style of, of classroom conversation. I think mm. the lag has been in the professionals you know, the professional scientists and engineers of getting involved in the schooling. Yes. Uh, so, and, and that's what I think is really critical. You know, we can't expect the teachers to be across everything. Yeah. So having programs where, where students have access and teachers have access to real-time resources and even real-time um, professionals. Yes. To come into their classroom, I think we need that. And there are, there are programs set up to do this. CSIRO has a scientist in school program, mm -hmm. uh, but that, that's a one-on-one -on -one one scientist with one classroom sort of program. So I, I think having resources that are a bit more available to the bulk bulk of classrooms mm. and teachers, so online resources and perhaps some video interviews with scientists and students can contact them if they need, things like that, I, yeah. I think is what is going to really inspire and engage students in the future. Yeah, and what's really exciting with the technologies that we have in our fingertips now, there is nothing stopping anybody from picking up their iPhone, creating movies, you know what I mean? We've got technology that we can start to create. We don't need massive, massive investment to be able to, to do that. So it sounds like really getting industry, people who are already in those fields, getting them connected to various schools and have those resources that can share, uh, have information that teachers can draw upon, whether it be someone coming to the school or even sharing things online that teachers can reference and point their students to. So it kind of sounds like that yeah. that could be really helpful for them, yes? Yeah, and I think that almost comes back to the leadership aspect where people that are in science don't feel like what they what they are doing can be influential. 
Mm. Um, I think it's about about making them realise too that that what they are doing is important not only for science but it could be really important for for children across Australia oh. as well. Well, you know, when I first heard about your story, that was through Bev, and Bev has been a previous client of mine, but I've also had her on the show, and she now helps uh, women tell their story through through their own book, writing her own book. And when she shared what you were doing, I thought, my goodness, I have to get you on the show. Number one, <laughs> I love <laughs> all of those documentaries with those scientists going to the Antarctica. Oh, just amazing. It's yeah. such beauty there. I mean, it's obviously very dangerous uh, land, because it gets so cold and everything but just oh we're ignoring that yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is I mean are you guys taking camera oh you would do cameras and the photos and everything that you can get there is just yeah absolutely yeah I'm also going to try and do a blog and have that come back to my tertiary students yes the ones that I have been teaching previously yeah just so, so as many people as I as I can, you know, get something out of this experience of oh, mine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So share with everyone, because I know that you now have uh, a Facebook um, presence that you are going to be updating. So how can people connect with you and continue to follow your journey? Yeah, we'd love for people to be involved and follow and ask questions. Um, you know, I I feel like this is this this whole initiative is bigger than me and I'd love to share that wherever possible. So uh, we have a Facebook group. I'm working with another scientist from Tasmania, Karen. So mm-hmm. our Facebook group, if you go on Facebook and t- search for Team Tassie, Homeward Bound, yes. you'll find us there. And we also have a GoFundMe page if anyone is considering um, supporting us financially, that would be amazing as well. Right. Um, so if you go to GoFundMe and search for Team Tassie, Homeward Bound as well, you'll find us there. Um, so mm-hmm. part of this program is to raise $25,000 each. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the in trying to do that, we haven't been overly successful yet, but it's pushing us out of our comfort zones. And I already feel like I've learnt so much in the time, in the short time that we've been on this journey, which has been, what are we now, May? Yeah. So in three months, yeah, I've stepped out of my comfort zone. I've met some wonderful people. You know, I had a couple with Bev the other day. It's, you know, the opportunities I've been given and even speaking with you yeah. and sharing my story, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's really strange for me. It's pushed me out of out of my little, <laughs> my my usual bubble, out into this big world, and um, it's really exciting, really yeah. intimidating and daunting, but so exciting at the same time. It is. Oh, you know, one of the things that I love to do to really push my my, um, my buttons is to often say yes to things, um, and then go back to my office and go, oh my goodness, what am yeah. I doing? And then I go, okay, just settle down. We just what are the steps? Just follow the Shoot steps. Get the things later. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, because let's face it, if we all waited till we were comfortable in, in saying yes to a decision, we would never do. We would never get stretched out of our comfort zone. And you know what? How often do we then show up, we step up to the plate, and then we go, that actually, even though I had a bit of nervousness going on, that was actually a lot of fun. What next? Yeah. You know? So. Absolutely, yeah. And I think my, my little trick is that I'm extremely busy yeah. all the time and I don't have a chance to get nervous often. Yeah, so just, it's just, just do it. to the minute. All right, what am I doing this? I've got two more minutes before I have to do something else and there's not as much time in there to overthink. And that's right. I think that's certainly an issue that a lot of us have is overthinking. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Where we can overthink ourselves. Way to push that aside. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so very much, Justine, for coming on the show and sharing your inspiring story. You are a leader, whether you know, you realise it or not. Just <laughs> thank uh, you. through you know through the inspiration that you have for young students and even women, I think, who listening and men too, who are, who have listened to you and have perhaps themselves been overthinking and mm-hmm. uh, you know analysing what's that saying. Um, 
analysis paralysis to the point, you know, just do it. Just put your hand yes. up. And even if the outcome isn't what was expected, you've step, you've taken a step forward. Just keep stepping forward. And before know it, you'll be you'll be invited to homeward bound leadership type programs. What's what's relevant for other um, industries. Even and, dreams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thanks yeah. for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's lo been lovely chatting with you. Hi, this is Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to this interview and have often thought about how awesome it would be to have your very own podcast, to share your message in a much bigger way so you become known as an influential voice in your industry? But the thought of having to learn all about podcasting technology, the gizmos, the gadgets, well, that just seems too hard. I get it. You know, I recently won the best podcast in Australia in the business, marketing on entrepreneur category, and I still use a free and simple audio editing software that was so easy for me to learn nine years ago when I first started podcasting. Now, if you're a purpose-driven, service-based business owner with a desire to make a difference in the world, I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where I share with you the key things you need to know to stand out be heard and influence your audience from your very first podcast. And I'm also going to give you access to my podcast production workflow and no cost and low cost tools, the simple way to help you get started. Now to access my podcasting with purpose mini training, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's www.annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have been inspired just through hearing Justine share her journey. Please reach out to Justine. Join their journey by uh, connecting with them on Facebook. And, of course, the GoFund really encourage you to, yeah, get behind them and support them on, on their journey there. If this is the very first time you're listening to today's show, thank you so much. It really has been an honour spending some time with you. We have other inspiring women who come on the show, and we certainly would love you to join us. All you need to do is subscribe to our iTunes channel and this is also available on Android to get to our iTunes channel annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes till next week have a fabulous one see you Justine bye This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.